0: Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Brought to you by none other than the Believe Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? I am your host, Maxwell, along with your other host, Trey, yes. Now let's talk about sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, 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 everybody, back to episode 79. 79, criminy Christmas of Amateur Hour, brought to you again by the Believe Network. Again, this is our second episode on the Believe Network, and Stray couldn't be happier. We had a couple mm-hmm. technical difficulties. You know, we started off, it's a little bit rough, but that's okay because we're switching a whole show over from our homegrown network to something that is nationally recognized. So, welcome, everybody. Uh, I hope you're ready to talk about sports because I know we are not. Just kidding. We are. This is our favorite. This is my favorite part of the week. Uh, We're going to get things rolling here. We've got some football to talk about. We've got some injuries. We've got some winners. We've got some losers. We've got some scandal. (laughs) We've got our fantasy takes. We've got all that and more coming up right now. Let's kick things off with the Weekly Highs. The Weekly Highs. All right, folks, I've got the Weekly Highs this week. Uh, I want to start with my personal Weekly High. After coming off a rough financial summer for me personally, your boy now has two jobs, and one of them is actually paying me. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: works hard for the money.
0: Eh. (laughs) that's right i got a second job and it feels great and it's actually pretty good it i'm i'm now bar backing i've always wanted to work in a bar and i get my foot in the door i walked in i said will you hire me and they said yes we need people we're in a recession and i said okay good and now i get cash tips so i actually paid for dinner the other night (laughs) with all cash and that felt good so that's my weekly high (laughs)
1: <laughs> Max, what are First, you? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> what's, what's yeah, that? I'm
0: working at a restaurant at a bar. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, 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 wink. I'm working uh, in uh, moving. I'm doing landscaping for my uh, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> there are many tables, and I am under them.
1: <laughs> yes, and uh,
0: if a table disrespects me and doesn't pay me its money on time, I break the table's legs. Forget about it. For my sports high. My sports high is kind of to do with sports. It's one of the just top upcoming phenoms in the world in and in, in, in any ath uh, in any sport. John ja Morant got a tattoo on his hand that says him. Oh God. And that is my sports high. That's your
1: sports high?
0: The gall of this no, that is a lit tattoo. <laughs> That's it awesome. is awesome. Did you see John ja Morant in the preseason? The dude's already throwing down three sixties. Forget yeah, about I did it. see that. It's a wrap. Grizzlies one seed, Grizzlies final champion. <laughs> That's my sports high. That's my personal high. I, the good vibes are already flowing through my veins. Shrey, that's time to humble me. Bring it down to the lows. <coughs> the lows.
1: Yeah, Max. So I'm gonna start with my personal low, and man, it's it's fall, and it's starting to feel like it around Who? around the northeast. Uh, Who is I she? Know, yeah, I know. I know you haven't met Fall in a while, um, but <laughs> but here there's a it's a yearly occurrence, and it's man. Have I ever talked about how sluggish I get around this time of year? Because I feel like I don't express it enough. I and, think you have. Yeah, and I just I just have not gotten any exercise, Max. <laughs> it's it's been rough. It's been rough. I've been sitting it. I've been sitting in. I'm wearing a long sleeve right now, like. I I don't know if you wear those anymore, Max. But it it's happening right now. Oh yeah. Are you are you in a li- are you in light jacket mode? I'm in light jacket mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had to wear a couple uh, quarter zips, and I've had to wear my fleece once. Oh, it's getting serious. It's getting serious around here, Max, and I don't like it because when we say cold weather, it can only mean one thing sinuses <laughs> sinuses cry out. My skin starts to dry up. The snow starts to fall, and I have to shovel it, and it starts to make me sad.
0: <laughs> and enter seasonal depression, <laughs> stage left.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get I get the hook. <laughs> I get the hook off stage, right into right uh, into wintertime sadness. But um, other than that, Let me move on to our sports low for this week. I'm actually going to do a two-parter, Max. Okay. Uh, The first one is with regarding to the Miami Dolphins and their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, and the mismanagement of his injury. Oh, yeah. Which clearly felt like a head injury when we first saw that in week three. And especially how he stood up and was kind of shaking in his knees and he just couldn't get his balance right. It was a scary situation. And you can tell. Yeah, you can tell from week three. And then immediately it was called a back injury, right? So he came back into the game. He cleared concussion protocol, came back into the game, Was called a back injury and was questionable going into last week and week four started that game and hit his head again on the turf and then was out for the The, game. But
0: that second one, Trey,
1: this, I mean, you see his fingers
0: literally seize up and that's you, you like guy got taken down hard and literally you just watch boom right on the back and his hands are literally like seizing up. They're cramped. His fingers are all in weird directions and you know, he didn't land on his finger. That's what happens when you literally have like a, a a brain injury on the upper part of your spine. What is it like? Yeah. A, I don't know the name. It's a C like
1: area. The, the, but it like deals with your balance and stuff. The, the lower part of your brain into the spine. Yeah. Um, the
0: guy had to get stretched out.
1: Yeah. So scary situation. They finally ruled him out early for week five, but the mismanagement of that, uh, either keeping him away from himself, whether he wanted to come out and play and, you know, play these players are tough. They're NFL players. They want to play if they're cleared and they can, Um, but in essence, but then, you know what I mean? Like they cleared him. They probably shouldn't have the NFL decided that they were going to fire the person, the, the person that evaluated him uh, who is not, who doesn't deal with the league or the team and that was their kind of it felt like almost a, like very scapegoatish in a sense, right? Like it felt like the team mismanagement uh, mismanaged it and then they had to deal with the situation somehow. So they fired the person that evaluated him, uh, whether or not it was under the team's behalf that he went back in, who knows. Um, it's a lot of speculation and I, I'm not here to speculate obviously, but that's just a low. In over over and above um, situation, and I want him to play. He shouldn't his time. have played,
0: Shrey. Yeah. No, 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 You're no, you're right. You're right. It, it's a tough situation, but like bottom line, guy shouldn't have played. You take a head injury in week three, and we know how bad the NFL is is with regulating concussion protocol. It, 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 it talk about money, right? You need your star, this new guy who's like actually playing pretty well, who's been hate, you know hated on. Before okay. and is now he's got a great team around him and you even said Trey you're like look at how well he's playing when he's got the pieces he's a good yeah. quarterback now he's up he's g- bringing people to the stadium he's getting people to watch the games you know on TV if you hold him out for Week Four guess what that's less money people aren't necessarily going to tune in to watch the Dolphins versus um,
1: was the Bengals the Bengals last week yep yeah.
0: that's not like a I mean they were in the Super Bowl you know what I mean like it's not like a wow let's watch this you know it wasn't like Dolphins Bills um. So, so for him to go in and then have a head injury and then still have him cleared to play, and now they're finally like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we can't do that. It's just a problem. That, yeah, that's my take.
1: Yeah, and it it it's it always feels like the NFL is reactive in these situations. Like they're obviously versus proactive,
0: and you got to be the opposite.
1: Yes. So they 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 need to be proactive. And now after the injury, they're starting to do these tour rules. Right? They're created these tour rules where if someone goes through the concussion protocol, it'll be more uh, more uh, difficult to get out of them immediately. And so, I don't know. I feel like that's something they should have done way before this, right? Like, that's something that you clearly know, and, you know, it was hidden for so long, but you clearly know the effects of head injuries in football. Um, oh, really? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Julian
0: Edelman can't even open his eyes.
1: You get ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, it's...
0: I joke. It's not but it's kind of funny. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's not funny.
1: Anyway, it's not great. Well, now I,
0: I'm I'm down bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the second part, and this is a, a more of a on a lighter side, um, the Phoenix Suns Max played a preseason game. Why are against, you talking about this? Against the Australian. Why are you gonna, talking about this? I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I don't. Why are you talking about this? Uh, 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 I I didn't actually bring this up before pod, but I wanted to kind of surprise him with this. Oh the good, Phoenix,
0: good. I like this. I could. The Phoenix blindsided.
1: <laughs> the Phoenix Suns played a, a preseason game against the NBL team, the Adelaide 36ers, and they lost. <laughs> They lost. They played their starters, too.
0: They lost the entire game. Like, they didn't just, like, lose at the end. They they were losing the entire game. Yeah,
1: multiple uh multiple 30-point quarters. They had two 38-point quarters uh, the Adelaide 36ers did. They lost by 10 points, 134 to 124, uh, led by the guard duo of Robert Franks and Craig Randall, who went for a combined... Who? Who went for a combined fifteen for thir- uh, twenty seven from three, and had sixty seven points. Um, uh, just and if you watch the highlights of these two guys, stop. These threes are insane, Max. They, they couldn't miss. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And they just had a good game. Huh. If you if you looked at um, I don't know just the past two Suns games, Max. <laughs> not a very, not, not a very not a good very you feel team. good I you feel, feel good we're, now we're
0: gonna talk about we're gonna okay ta- yeah okay whatever uh-huh, <laughs> good good I'm glad everybody feels good the Suns lose also I just want everybody to know that the Adelaide 36ers were like barely above 500 in their last season they're not yeah. a top team they're they not were, a
1: top team they were a bottom 10 team in the NBL yeah
0: yeah so for them to come over here in a league that is arguably harder and absolutely dog the Suns from start to finish. Wow, that's a low. Thanks. Thanks, Strayfer. I didn't want to, I wanted to sweep that one
1: under the rug. Oh, no problem. I'm always here to uh, bring them outside. Absolutely,
0: mate. And- you know, what's a good name? We've got the 76ers <laughs> over in America. Let's change that number. Let's take it down by 40, the 36ers. <laughs> that's pretty good. Let's go over there and take a finals contender, allegedly. Well, the right Suns, no.
1: The Suns know a thing or two about being down 40. Okay. All right. And we're
0: moving on. Okay. Good. I'm glad everybody's getting their laughs in. For those of you that don't know, I live in Phoenix now, so I have to be a Suns fan. And it hurts. All right. So now I know what it's like to go from one of the most winning franchises, the New England Patriots, to God, the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Buck. Just kidding. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills uh let's talk about the bucks first a bucks versus chiefs this week in week four this is a quick little recap um Mm -hmm. dropped 31 points against the uh against the chiefs wow you might think to yourself tom brady still got it mike evans made some incredible catches Mm -hmm. then you look at the other side the uh chiefs dropped 41 and i i had if i had to pick them which i did I picked the Bucks to win because I was like, the Chiefs are struggling a little bit. They're not the same. Like you said last week, they're not as dynamic without Tyreek Hill. They're not going to be as good. Well, boy, was I wrong. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, that little flick into the end zone.
1: Oh. Watching watching that live hurt me. <laughs> incredible. He did like a double spin move and then, and then yeah, he shook threw two it tackles. above. Yep. And then threw it above everyone in a little like, it felt like a floater. Basketball floater and right to ceh who was in the corner of the end zone is an incredible play
0: so you have to look at the bucks and you have to say wow you guys got some things to figure out on defense and, and, and coming from projected being like one of like the top five defenses to having a performance like that mm-hmm. whoa you got to go back to the you watch some film man that's tough
1: so it felt like where this game was lost max was in the run game and i expected the the bucks to have a A good run defense, right? They have really good linebackers in Devin White and Shaq Barrett and um, Levante David, right? They have incredible linebackers. But for some reason, the Chiefs, who don't really, who who kind of have a good running game, they've had a good running game, at least to start the year. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has played relatively well, especially in the red zone. But normally he doesn't get chunk yards. That's something that they were able to do in this game. So Clyde Hilaire, 19 rushes for, 9 I think it was 92 yards and a touchdown, obviously. But uh, he had a touchdown in the passing game and the running game. Isaiah Pacheco, their backup, 11 rushes for 63 yards, 5.7 yards per carry. They had a really good game on the ground. And on... On the other side, Max, the Bucks had a horrible game on the ground. Leonard yeah. Fournette,
0: he's like he's geriatric. He
1: is geriatric. Leonard Fournette does not look good. Leonard Fournette had three carries for negative three yards, and Rashad White, who looked of of the two, looked better, especially in the passing game. He had five catches for fifty yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette obviously had the touchdown. He went seven for fifty seven in the in the receiving game. All right, but Rashad White three carries for six yards. So they didn't use the run at all. They couldn't get that going. They couldn't slow the pace of the the game and get it. Tom Brady u- uses that run to get it into his tempo, mm-hmm. right, to score at his time. Yeah, and so that was something that they weren't able to do. And that's something you got to look out for. Their running game, the Bucks' running game, not been good. The Chiefs, you- on the other hand, been good.
0: Yeah, been good. And that was something that I thought was going to be, to be honest with you, the opposite. Mm -hmm. but here we are. And that's why you don't bet on sports kids. (laughs) Uh, Now let's talk about the Buffalo bills. Uh, It's so weird saying their full name. Uh, They won against the Baltimore Ravens, but the question is, is are they still, you know, that team? Uh, I think so. I think with teams like we're on week four, right? Right now is when things get a little bit interesting. They're not undefeated. That's, I mean, they lost, they almost beat the dolphins. I, to be honest with you, I think they would have won. They would have been able to get that field goal. Had they, not messed up that call and had their offensive coordinator not thrown that fit. Oh my mm. God, that was a great meme. Great meme. Uh, I think the Bills are still solid. Josh Allen at the helm, I don't think you can go wrong. The guy had 70 rush yards in this game, like out of nowhere. I, I will take that. Yeah. And did he have a rushing touchdown too? He did.
1: Yeah. No, I, I still believe in the Bills. That's just me. I'm, so I, I definitely still believe in them. I know they were my preseason pick to make the Super Bowl along with the Bucks, and that's why we're bringing them up. But I think why we're bringing up up right now is I'm feeling a little bit wary, especially to start the season. I know they're 3-1, and one, but it feels like some of these games where they should be going up by a, a ton. They're kind of letting teams hang around, especially these kind of, you know, in the middle, not as elite as some teams like the Ravens were in this game. Uh, if not for going for that last fourth down at the goal line, Uh the Ravens probably could have won that game, right? Mm -hmm, So they mm -hmm. decided to go for it. They didn't kick the field goal. The Bills come down, kick the field goal, win the game. So, I mean, their defense isn't good, Max. They've had a lot of injuries on defense. And it's kind of scary, especially for a team that we expect to make it deep into the Super Bowl. If they're already starting to get banged up and starting to look kind of iffy, um, yeah. Hopefully they can come to a a better result in the second half. But right now, it's it's a it's concern, but overall not really concerned. I,
0: I, I don't. I, no, I I get what you're saying, straight. But also like the to hold the Ravens to 20 points. Mm, yeah. This is a team that has had absolute shootouts. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, they what it was 30 something last week, and then 40 something the week before, and then they were mm-hmm. still in the high 20s in week one. I think to hold them to their lowest scoring game of the season. I get what you're saying and like injuries. Yes. But it, they don't have a devastating injury on defense. Like a, uh, like TJ Watt of the
1: Steelers. Like that. Is say, a devas- that's devastating. I would say Micah Hyde is a big blow. He's a, he's a big part of what they do in the secondary Jordan Poyer though, looks phenomenal to start the year. Um, right. His, his safety mate, but yeah. But I mean, I mean, they, they, and Tredavious white, they obviously don't have their best corner. Um, it's uh, it's 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 kind of neither here nor there, but it's something to look out for.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I want to go on to something that uh, this is. A, I I would argue, shy sure, eyes argue. This is a bigger question. We got the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Now we talked about Mike McCarthy. I still don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but you know who's got their stuff together. You know who who did a Rocky montage this off season. It was ready to go, Mister Cooper Rush. Dude, it's 3-0 and with the Cowboys. Dak gets hurt week one. He's out. Cowboys fans are in shambles. All of a sudden, this red-haired, glorious man comes out of nowhere who we were sleeping on and frankly clowning. We're like, Cooper Rush is a QB. What are they going to do? They're 3-0. and So Shrey asked ask the question? And for all of those listening, think, of the, think about your answer to this yourself. <laughs> Dak is scheduled to come back as soon as not next week, but the week after. So that'd be week six. Mm-hmm. if Cooper Rush wins again and goes 4-0 and as their starting quarterback, do they keep Cooper or do they bring Dak back, back in just because he's the guy who got the bag? What do you do?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, if they're even considering him coming back this week, right? I know Jerry Jones came on. I, I don't know if it was his radio spot that he does every week or <gasps> – just immediacy. I'm old, <laughs> but he, he loves to tell everybody what's going on, which is great for the great for fans because you know exactly what's the the Cowboys are thinking, but sometimes, you know, it's a lot of information at once.
0: Other te- other teams, uh, uh, coordinators just listen in very carefully. They're like, <laughs> Oh, this is what they're doing.
1: Exactly. So if they were considering co- him coming back this week, I forget when they have a buy. I'm, I think they have it in week six, if not week seven, one of those two weeks, but, if they're planning on him coming back this week, I wouldn't do it. I think you roll with what's what's hot and and if the buy is, I'm gonna check their buy. But um, I would bring him back the week after next. I think obviously you want Dak at the helm, right? He's the higher who. upside QB. But if you can afford more rest for him because of how well the, the backup is playing. Why wouldn't you do that, right? He seems to have a good rapport with Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb is now fantasy viable and also viable on the football field, which it seemed like after Week One you didn't know for sure. But you know what I mean? Like it seems like that passing game is is not like over and above, but it's so it's it's been enough to to beat some of the teams that are kind of in their same echelon, if not a little bit lower, without Dak. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, and here I hear what you. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, you want him back. You know, we, everybody loves Dak. You gave him the bag. But the Cowboys messed up. They should have given the bag to Cooper Rush. They should have seen his value. <laughs> should have looked into his soul and realized that he was the man because he's not injury prone. Knock on wood. Um. So Max, before yeah, we move- yeah but what, no, no, no. Before we move on, well, I want to say, I want to say this. I want to say there is something to be said about keeping players in who are hot and who are playing well. And yes. I think that if you are the Cowboys, you ride the rush wave for as long as you can. Seriously, to be honest with you, because Dak, give him time to rehab, to get up, have him start doing practices. He can start leading those. But I would keep starting Cooper Rush. And look, if you have a game where Dak is ready to go and Cooper Rush starts and he's not doing good, you can always switch. But if the guy's hot, the guy's hot. If you want to win games, don't just put in your star player because what? He's cute? I don't know. That's just me.
1: So I will I will make the note. uh, The Cowboys have a Week Nine bye, and their next two games are Rams Philly. That's a tough spot to to bring your starting QB back from a hand injury. Yes, Uh, two good defenses, right? Especially they get to the they get to the quarterback, and they create pressure. Their (laughs) Week Seven game is against Detroit. That feels like a more a better spot to bring Dak back uh, against a defense that is non existent. That seems like a nice, easy way to get hey, him back.
0: Hey, be nice to Detroit. They put up forty points this week.
1: Yes, but how how many points did they give up? Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh,
0: take a quick little uh, detour here and let's talk about uh, our weekly fantasy picks. Mm-hmm. We've got how do we do how do we do last week? Well, actually, because of technical difficulties, our fantasy picks were irrelevant. My sleeper sleeper. Mr. Fryermouth did good this past week. He didn't do good the week that I picked him. Uh so that was a bust. Everybody else I think did fine. Sure I had yours do. Dude, I have no clue. It was so fun. people it,
1: the, 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 the I I'll, I'll just I'll say bust until uh until I figure it out. But uh hopefully I'm as good if not better. Yes. This week.
0: All right. So who do you got this week? Who's your primary pick and who's your sleeper? <laughs>
1: All right, Max. So I got I got some good ones this week. I hope. I'm praying. Because the first person, my guarantee, is on my fantasy team. And I think he's going to have a good night, a uh, good day. And that's Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against Atlanta. Atlanta, mm. I mean, has had an okay defense, but Mike Evans is just a matchup nightmare. Um, he torches division appointments that are not named the New Orleans Saints. and atlanta seems like hopefully he will be his next victim so mike evans uh especially if chris godwin is limited as he was last week i know he got some targets but he just didn't seem the same right he didn't have that same pop mike evans is going to be counted upon in that passing game a lot and especially in the red zone where he's the primary target uh They'll, have, they'll be at the one-yard line and throw Mike Evans uh, a fade for a touchdown every time. So hopefully that continues, and that'll make him a guarantee this week. My sleeper, okay. I'm staying in the division, and that's going to be Chris Olave, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. They're playing Seattle. Seattle does not have a good defense. <laughs> and Chris Olave is right now is a wide receiver two- ish two three borderline without michael thomas and if michael thomas sits again this week he did not have any practices last week uh i'm not sure about how he practiced uh currently in this week but if he's sitting again for week five chris Olave is going to be the default wide receiver one for that team and i think that he's going to have a good game against that seattle seahawks defense
0: Mm. Hmm. okay okay I like that. Yeah. I want st- to I want start, actually, I want to start with my sleeper pick. So my sleeper pick is Christian Kirk of the mm. Jaguars. That's my sleeper. So if you have him or if he's, for some reason, not picked up by anybody, uh, he's playing Houston this week. And Houston, as we know, is not tremendous. <laughs> their defense is not tremendous. Uh, and I think with the Jaguars finally starting to find their stride, you know, I know they got obliterated by the Cardinals this week, but could be a fluke. Uh, mm-hmm. They're starting to find their stride, much to the 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 chagrin and surprise of me, myself, and I. Um, I'm going Christian Kirk as a sleeper pick, uh, as hmm, as my start. If you have him, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go another wide receiver. I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Debo. I think Debo is also finding his stride. Uh, and with Mr. Garoppolo and the reliance on their passing game now, uh, I'm going to go Debo Samuel
1: at Carolina. I think so, he's enough. The- yeah, so that's a good pick, Max. The one thing I would say is they're relying less and less on him in the rushing game, which hopefully will mean more high vo- will mean will mean better targets for him in the passing game.
0: yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, re- I, and this is this is my pick for a PPR league, based mm. off of receptions and, and targets and awesome catches. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So if if non PPR, I would not pick Debo Samuel, but I still think you could crank out a touchdown or two. To be honest with you, so Debo Samuel is my must start, and my sleeper pick is Christian Kirk. Okay, I like it. I like that it. That concludes this week's fantasy segment. Now well, let's get back to it. We've got, <laughs> we've got um, a man named Javante, Mister Javante Williams uh, is no, he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, that sucks.
1: Yeah, Max, this is a this is a player that they depend on. Depend but,
0: on who? Let Russ Cook the, is dead. The, yeah, you well, need him to cut that cut that run game up so
1: he had he had a decent week this past week but that i mean that's something that you're gonna have to look towards in the future not having their number one option as a running back and having to depend on someone like melvin gordon who has been up and down this year he's been he's been borderline awful this year uh but normally when counted upon for starter carries he does a decent job I don't know if he's if now fantasy speaking. I don't know if he's going to be fantasy viable every week, but he might be a good flex play <laughs> normally. Uh, yeah. uh, for a for a team standpoint, I don't know how much you're going to depend on him. Uh, norm, like just from the rushing game standpoint, I think he, they're going to have depend- to. This
0: season, he's averaging four yards a carry.
1: Which is normal. Which is which is average, but he's had some bad turnovers that's what i'm but that's that he's got no, he's got here. like
0: over 100 yards
1: yeah so he obviously they split that backfield with javante so he's going to get the line share of catch uh of carries mike boone is going to be in there oh no
0: sorry and no in in four yards four yards of carry is on his career i looked at the wrong stat it's 3.8 this season so okay
1: so yeah even even a little bit worse but <laughs> So Mike Boone is going to get some carries, and then they also re- they also signed Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad, who's coming off a, a decent game.
0: Uh, Latrell Sprewell? <laughs>
1: Latrell, <laughs> Latrell Sprewell. Uh Latavius Murray, <laughs> it, it had it had a good game uh, for the Saints in lieu of Alvin Kamara, so he might get some carries too. It's going to be very. I think it's going to be a little committee ish uh, as it starts to <laughs> even out. And okay. they and Russ is gonna have to cook, Max. They're gonna have to he's gonna have to try. Look, Broncos
0: fans are holding on. No, I think I think Russ can. Um, but again, you need that guy. You you need your Devontae Williams on the ground to sep, you know, change things up and get you those yards. And, and he's and a five tough holes. runner. Oh, I, you literally back. watch him shake you watch him take hits and shake tackles like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Melvin Gordon, he's getting older and he, I don't think he's that type of player that obviously Javante no. is. So that's a yeah. big blow for them.
0: That's a big blow.
1: So Broncos hang
0: in there, guys. You Let, let Russ cook. <laughs> let, now let's, let's ride, talk- question mark. <laughs> 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 let's talk about our homegrown. We're going to be taking a trip over to the East coast. Uh, I'll be flying out there before long for Thanksgiving, uh, but let's take a trip over to the East coast. And talk about our beloved Pat riots. Oh, the uh, riot! Mac Jones is out. Brian Hoyer is out. <laughs> now you've got what was his name? Bibby, <laughs> Bibby Speed. <laughs>
1: Bailey Zappy.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bailey Zappy. Who asked me if I heard that name before this week? Max, have you heard that name before this week? Hell no. <laughs> sorry i don't yeah uh, bibby speed or bobby zappy bobby (laughs) farron the the pats are definitely under the sea (laughs) bobby bobby (laughs) um the the patriots continue i mean look i got to give them credit for putting up a fight against green bay i was impressed that field goal at the end was a heartbreaker and they almost won uh, the Belichick kick was a gold mine. That was a great meme where Aaron <laughs> Rodgers just throws the ball out of bounds. And Belichick just like boots it. Uh, <laughs> great meme, but you see, you see some of the issues now. It's like, we talk about depth and we talk about the coaching and we didn't think about depth at the quarterback position. Cause we were right. so heavily reliant on like Mac Jones is our guy. Yeah, I, I don't feel like once do we consider the fact that, Hey, this guy could get hurt. Who nope. do we have as a backup? <laughs> Literally, our and our third string quarterback is now going to lead
1: at least for the next two weeks. At least for next week, uh, Brian Hoyer left last game with the concussion protocol, so I don't think he'll be back for this week. Yeah, especially with how concussion protocols are going to be taken care of now, which which is us. which is a good thing, which is great, which is great. But you are going to have to trust the kid, and I think you should. I think you should give him a little bit more rope. They definitely played on the the more conservative side, which they shouldn't have in the, in the overtime period. They, they played them way too conservatively. And that's why they lost basically. But I think they need because to, because Belichick of... doesn't trust new quarterbacks.
0: And no, no, it just he did happen. the same thing with Mac Jones, who we know the guy can't move more than like a foot in the pocket. Like he just doesn't have wheels, uh, but he can throw and he can throw really far and decently well. But you know, that for his first, season they were like 15 yards 10 yards 15 yards 10 yards rarely like once a game would you see something that was like 25 30
1: yeah and i get a more conservative play call with the new quarterback that is not run much with the first team offense and things like that but i feel like they got to utilize his skill set a little more he seems a little shiftier he's got some strong legs i know he's on the shorter side bailey zappy i'm talking about i know he's on the shorter side so i don't know how great of these throws he's going to make Zeppy. but but i feel like they got to use some of his skills that's something that they're not really good at they don't really use the skills <laughs> to totality as a quarterback you get a,
0: you get a new player in the pat the pad system you're like and what do you do you're yeah like, well <laughs> i can run pretty good and oh i throw decent hmm. none of that <laughs> we'll have none of this i want you doing slant routes 5 to 10 yards and slant routes, 5 to 10 yards only. <laughs> but I'm really, really fast. I don't care. I said slant <laughs> routes. Thank you.
1: Exactly.
0: Gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a little upsetting. So we'll see what happens to the Pats. Uh, now I wish we had Russell Wilson. I wish we had uh, – I don't know.
1: Do you, wish, do you wish we had – Cooper Rush, yes. Cooper Rush, oh, yeah. His stock just others? went –
0: any of the other I wish backups? we had Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, anybody,
1: Just right? Kidding. So, there's That's gonna it. be a couple backups uh starting next week, right? Teddy Bridgewater, maybe you could have had him. Um, you <laughs> know, lie. there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple, he's a out good, there.
0: no, we talked about it. He's a good, he's
1: literally a good bridge guy. He's a good, so. he's the bridge, he's the classic bridge quarterback, and he's a serviceable backup too. So, yeah. uh, I would have taken him over Brian Hoyer. Okay. All right. I like it. Put your respect on Mr. Bridge. All right. So let's talk. We're going to
0: switch out of the NFL. I hope everybody enjoyed their week four viewing. Uh, It was tough because the bar that I was in was full of Green Bay fans. So when that field goal went in against the Pats, uh, the bar exploded and I was very upset. (laughs) I was like, whatever. (laughs) There's a team though, that we need to talk about. And that team is the Philadelphia Eagles. They look like they did. They look honestly straight to go four and zero to start the season is something that I don't think even the the gods, the heavenly gods above, could have predicted. Seriously, Uh, the one thing that has surprised me the most is we talked about Jalen Hurts making a name for himself this year. Mm -hmm. That guy looks phenomenal. Yeah, guy's got wheels, and he can throw it like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, is he the key to their success? Is
0: Be- no, because is it, their offensive line is holding up, and mm-hmm. so is their defense. Their defense is really, really solid. Their like, defense is really, really good. solid. But I want to give roses to Jalen Hurts because he has bumped up his stock
1: mm-hmm. a lot. Yes, uh, my one really strong point regarding the Eagles this year, I think that defense, Max, is like you said, is is exceptionally doing well. Specifically, I want to focus on the secondary. They made a lot of moves in that secondary over the past couple of years. Um the first being Darius Slay who they added from Detroit. He's your lockdown corner. He's played well against some really good wide receivers. I he you know, he's kind of banged up right now, but against Justin Jefferson, phenomenal. He was really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They they got James Bradbury as a cap casualty from the Carolina Panthers, Max, he's been really good as well. And then a cap casualty of the Saints, they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And they could work him in, and he he can be a really good piece for them too. So that secondary against wide receivers, it, it could potentially be a no-fly zone for an extended period of time. Uh, so that that's just really good, phenomenal. Obviously, Jalen Hurts' accuracy has been through the roof much better this year, and the running is still there. The Eagles are just good. I don't know what else to say. They're really good.
0: Simply put, the Eagles are good. Uh, Great job to the Eagles. Now, to carry us out of this episode, we got to go over to the National Basketball Association and our, again, beloved Celtics and the absolute garbage time crapshoot that has become their offseason. Gallinari Mm -hmm. gets hurt. Like, we acquire Brogdon and Gallinari. Things are looking up. Jalen looks like he's getting better. Jason Tatum is, like, locked in. You know, Rob Williams is healthy. Just kidding, Rob Williams first off let's Rob williams a uh, uh, really just key part of our offensive and defensive system I mean the guy's unbelievable and 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 I was surprised that he became this good is mm-hmm. now out for
1: eight to twelve weeks eight to twelve weeks, putting and it started him at, what, at six January to eight. yeah, it started at six to eight too, but I heard then- it started at like
0: four. They're like, "Oh, mm. he's going to be out for a month. Light 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 procedure. He'll be good." Yeah, maybe yeah. 6, 4 to 6, and yeah. 6 to 8. Now 8 to 12, that's yeah. putting him literally at like January. Yeah.
1: That's not good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's a that's a top ta- center in the league.
0: Well, he would be if he's healthy. Availability is the best ability. And Are We, we talked about, about like we're like Celtics will be good if Rob Williams is healthy. We don't if like if we can get 25 minutes out of him for for 65 70 games,
1: my god, we'd be golden. At this point I'd take 55, 55 60. And I think and you're what that, take take 15 20 minutes versus 25? Well, like if we can get 60 at 25 minutes, that's obviously a win. But maximum when, when he signed that contract in the Twenty was that was that two years ago or last year he signed that last extension year. Last, last year oxygen. he signed that extension we said that he has the ability it's just availability we said it from right then and there and obviously last year he was healthy for the most part of the year and it felt like oh okay he's going to be available maybe we have to eat our words with that availability comment but
0: roblox the end of the year, roblox oof sound oh yeah
1: oof to end the year and then oof to start this year with this procedure uh just a rough start with that I get it I get it and they say he's in a
0: fine place mentally he understands what he has to do but like man why yeah. also like why didn't we think about this like at the start like right after you came off the finals
1: Yeah and we why don't do you have say any the back- guys
0: clearly not well we have no backup what do we have well yeah. we have Mifondu Kavengela we have mm-hmm. Al Horford yes. and now we've got our new superstar Mr. Blake Griffin Blake Baby Daddy Griffin <laughs> um, <laughs> He's wearing ninety-one, the first player in Celtics history to ever wear that number. Um,
1: Apparently, it's an ode to Dennis Rodman. Which, which okay. when I think, which when I think Blake Griffin, I immediately think Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman. I think, I think indomitable Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I think, I
0: think getting on the floor. Well, he did, he, he did take the most charges per. No, per he's a,
1: he, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He he's Whatever he's definitely
1: was. a tough a tougher player, but he's not really a center, Max. You tried to be a center in Brooklyn. That didn't work out so well.
0: Well, he was marginally better than Nicholas Claxton for the 10 minutes he could play. Before <laughs> That's good. He, he can
1: make a free throw.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's not. No, he's not a high fire dude. What I would give to have Lob City Blake Griffin, even though I don't I really don't think he's like a culture fit, to be honest with you. Mm. He's funny. He's a good guy. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he'll bring
1: some laughs to the locker room, which we definitely need right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, like the elephant in the room is that <laughs> Something was going on in the locker room with uh our now former head coach Ime Udoka. Uh um, well, not
1: former. Oh, he's still He's still on the team. He's suspended. Current. Yeah, he's suspended. This is a defi- definitely definitely. They're,
0: They're waiting for him to resign. Yeah. Uh so an affair with somebody within the Celtics organization was had by Ime. It was allegedly consensual. So that's good. Uh but I mean, there's a
1: well I feel like not a lot of details have come out about that. Not a lot of
0: details, but again, I'm, I'm hoping just for that sake that it was like, just, uh, you know, it's an affair, very bad, but it was at least like consensual between two grown adults. Let's hope that that is still there, but he had a fiance who he literally had move out two weeks before this all went public. Apparently found out about it June, July, and we're doing some kind of investigation. Uh, the guy again, was having some relationship with somebody in their organization an inappropriate power dynamic violated his contract and some of the relationship rules. Uh, So he, I guess, I don't know if he could get outright fired, but he didn't. He got suspended for a year. Um, There's so many sides to this and I want to make jokes, but it's like, we don't have enough information to really do that. And we don't want to, again, affect the people who are being hurt by this because there are still some people who are being adversely affected. And even the team though, doesn't seem to know so it's mm-hmm. like we had this coach who came off an awesome year who sl- started off slow got everything together had a great you know second half of the season brought the team to the finals learned a lot from pop and then this happens it's like what do you what do you even think
1: yeah and that's the that's the thing it came it felt like it came out of left field no and, way yeah and from a and for a team that especially at the beginning of the offseason once they traded for Brogdon felt like they were on the rise then they got Gallinari. it felt like Oh my goodness! This is going to be a insane season, right? It's it's just crazy how far that they've fallen. Obviously, that they haven't lost any of the the talent on this team, right? Like the major talent is still together. But on a critical
0: uh, year and approaching some of the final years in the current contracts of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's yeah. tough to not have a dedicated head coach.
1: Yes, that's, that's and when you
0: found one that like worked from a basketball standpoint, purely at least when you found one that worked to now lose that, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just a critical year and we were going to be better. And now we're, we're fine. And it's fine. I'm not like concerned. I'm not, it's not like the Patriots. I'm not like, wow, we stink. Mm -hmm. But it's like, Oh my God, that just, It just it
1: was just, it was just a blow to the dynamic of the team, which which and we obviously feel for everyone that was involved. I know a lot of, uh, staff members in the Celtics got unfairly dragged in the media because people are speculating on, you know, who it was, who, who was involved whatever. and things of that nature and what was said. And, and it, it just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't handled very well, even though everything was internal, it came out for some reason and it, it definitely affected people in the public eye. So uh, that's definitely a very unfortunate situation. And uh, we feel for those with people involved.
0: Yes. Well said,
1: sir. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're
0: going to talk more NBA basketball as things go, but folks, I uh, thank you. If you've made it this far for listening to our humble podcast uh, by two amateurs who love talking about sports, who are now on a national network. Uh, that's very exciting. So we're going to have some clips. We're going to have some bips. We're going to have some chips. I love it. Uh, You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.